he works, okay? Hi, I'm Andy. What's your name? Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi ho <laughs> <laughs> Wow, he's something, isn't he? I think I mentioned on when we, we we talked on Sunday. There's a there's a POV film called Grave Encounters, and it's done by the people who do a show called Ghost Adventures, sort mm-hmm. of like the America's version of Most Haunted. And that is the quintessential ghosts with mouths that drop and just go. Yeah, and they're, they're still filming. They're still filming. Why are you still filming? Vic and I did start watching this quite recently, I think. It's a load of bollocks. Yeah, I don't remember bothering to see it through to the end. Yeah, it's not worth it. It it is quite a... I wouldn't say it's a very populated genre. I mean, there's probably quite a lot of um, what I like to call bargain bin Amazon Prime POV films. I mean, they're cheap cheap to make. They're cheap to make, but they they can come across as looking and feeling incredibly cheap to make as well. The trick is to do it well enough that it feels more than, you know, the sum of its parts. Yeah. Like yeah. any anybody, literally anybody can get a decent camera. Well, not, not even necessarily a decent camera. I mean, I'm sure there'll be ones that are filmed on smartphones. Um, oh, God, yeah. But... You know, you need it needs to be believable enough and set up well enough that mm. it's not clearly just a bunch of film students running around an abandoned hospital That's or exactly whatever. It. Well, it's like I was saying about the um, the VHS two segment. The guy who got uh, the uh, augmented eye implanted in his in his face. Mm-hmm. There, there's uh, there's not really many ways you could do a POV like a different concepts you could do a POV film it has to be something that could record footage and there's only yeah. few things in the world technology wise that can record footage mm-hmm. a phone with a camera or a camera or a video camera or I don't know, fancy glasses or a GoPro there's not much really no 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 but it's it's the reason for the filming the reason yeah. for the filming is is the main hook and that's got to be believable Otherwise, yeah. it's going to fall down very quickly because that's that's the first question people ask is why are you sitting around filming this? Exactly. Um, so as long as you've got a good enough... Uh, and and even even then, you know, all the ideas have been done. Sure, well, they can't have been, but you know what I mean. It's It feels like there's not much more of that vein left to, to tap. Yeah, it feels like we've kind of come to the end of all the real good ideas a POV film and now I think about it I just thought there are actually a few VHS short films that are POV style the first one in the first film is a guy a young guy who goes out with his friends to pool and they've rigged him up some glasses with a little optical yeah he's in a motel room yeah the suck is that the one yeah Yeah. that is that and that's good there are I mean there are even in some of the later installments there are some good shorts in the VHS series but, um, um, there's the zombie biker, the the cyclist who 
uh, he's riding in the woods, and then I think there's mm-hmm. a zombie outbreak. He gets bitten. That's in the second you're still, one. Yeah, you're still in the POV mm-hmm. uh, vision of the zombie, which is quite cool. That's a, that. See, that's a new take. That's cool. Yeah, I see, you know, it can it just that's what it needs. It just you need that good that good solid hook yeah. as to why there's a camera rolling covering this. Speak speaking of camera rolling, Aiden, this is something <laughs> I actually normally do to uh tea. I don't tell him when we've started recording. So I've been recording right. for a good few minutes now. So uh <laughs> but speak it's a good segue there. <laughs> um welcome back to the Dreadcast, one and all. Uh, it's episode 31, I think. And um, as you can tell, uh, video viewers, um, we have a special guest host today. And maybe next week and potentially a few weeks after. This is the lovely Aiden Half Troll. You can find him on Twitter. His social links will be beneath him in his... No, he's he's there to me now. But will be beneath him. So go check him out. He's a fantastic streamer. Fantastic guy all around. And absolutely thrilled to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, as you say, I'm doing a little bit of uh, supply, supply team filling team. in, <laughs> pater- covering some paternity leave. You are indeed, but you're also a big horror nerd, so that's why I was like, you have to do this. You'll, you'll be great. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, long time fan of the podcast. I've, uh, I think, I've just about caught up on all the previous episodes now. It's good to have um, the one long-time fan on the show. So, uh, so, yeah. Just to prove to people that there's at least one person listening. There is at least one listener. So you'll be you you yourself will be listening back to this, going, "Oh, he was great. He was great." Uh, yeah, great probably. More than likely. Um, Cringing. Today's film you picked. I gave you the choice. You picked it, and I it's did. actually one that T would probably like to do. But uh huh, whatever. It's your film. You picked it, so. <laughs> We'll be doing Child's Play. Um, yes, Child's Play, 1988, the original. What made you pick it? Um, a couple of reasons. First and foremost, it is the first horror film I saw. No um, way. Yeah, the fir- or definitely the first I, rem- in, I saw in its entirety. I may have seen fragments, bits and pieces. And also, I saw it at a very young age far too young to have uh, and it and it scared the bejesus out of me for a long long time so it's got a special place in my heart it took me a long time to watch it again like i think i was i was definitely under 10 when i first saw it <laughs> i think maybe around seven or eight yeah um and i probably didn't watch it again until i was about 17 or 18 because it freaked me the fuck out for a long time um but I love it, and I love the franchise as a whole. I like mm. how it's evolved mm. and kind of recently gone back to its roots. And yeah, you know, Chucky's a a big horror icon. And like I say, yeah. The, but the main reason is it's got that. It has got that extra little um, uh, polish for me as being. The first horror film I saw, mm. and one of the ones that scared me the most for a long time. So it's interesting you say like you're really scared by it because on well, my notes, which I've got here, I got I, I I all the notes I took when I was watching the film. I whenever I do this, I then put them on my computer and then I try to categorize my notes into different like, mm-hmm. categories rather than like I told you, we don't 
we 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 stopped doing the whole let's talk about this shot then this shot it mm-hmm. took too long but one of the categories i put was scare factor because the idea of this film never really scared me mm-hmm. and i was trying sure. to think i guess if you were yeah maybe 10 or younger i could imagine it being scary but even rewatching it i i didn't get any scary yeah at all it i mean that's i can i can see that and uh, you know similarly when i'm watching it back myself uh, watching it back myself the other night prior to us recording mm. it it comes across more like like a crime thriller yeah than a than a straight horror film mm. and if it wasn't for the obvious supernatural element it it, it is a little bit more of like a not who done it necessarily but more of a, a a gritty crime thriller yeah for sure in a lot of ways but yeah i i mean i don't the, the again the funny thing is i don't remember it scaring me as a child mm. i remember uh, in in a nutshell my grandparents were looking after me and my brother while my parents had gone out and they weren't really i think my granddad had fallen asleep my grandma was knitting so this film came on and me and my brother just sat there and watched it and so 95% of it, I think it was one of the yeah. final scenes when my parents suddenly turned up and it was a case of what you doing, get up them stairs. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. off we off we run. And I don't remember it. I don't remember sitting watching it thinking like, this is terrifying. But my mother will tell you that I did not sleep for about a fortnight after the fact. And I know, I know myself that, it, yeah, just I had a, a problem with seeing Chuck it or it you know being aware of the, the doll character. itself like yeah the doll, yeah um but i don't but but i don't remember being scared watching the film it's a bit of a strange one it's probably a suppressed yeah. <laughs> tra- childhood trauma is probably I, what it is <laughs> everyone's got that like those sort of childhood uh every everyone as a kid sneakily watched like a horror film we weren't meant to watch really yeah yeah age. And i think but especially our age, I'd say, because they were on TV and it was when cable came around, easier to watch. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's got those memories that stick with you from those early childhood horror film days. And, you know, we meant to watch it. It made it more exciting. I, I, another thing with the scare factor I put down was that, yeah, it's not scary. And when you, that's, when you hit the nail on the head with the crime thriller, because it is, mm-hmm. it, it kind of is. Yeah. I, I try to put myself in the perspective i don't find it scary i tried to put myself in the perspective of the characters in the film so maggie yeah. um oh quick 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 side note anyone that's not seen child's play i mean spoilers by the way this whole podcast is going to be about it. uh very simple premise uh killer on the loose uh right at the beginning being chased by a cop ends up in the toy store soul transfers his body to a doll um Doll gets purchased by a mum for her six-year-old's uh, birthday. And uh, we'll say shenanigans start occurring there. The uh, murders start happening. Uh, kid starts to, uh, tries to um, explain it's the doll. And everyone's like, oh, you're, you silly kid. It's not the doll. How can it be the doll? And so on. So it's basically a doll is on the loose killing people. Um, Maggie is the mum Karen's best friend she is uh, there's one point where she's babysitting Andy um, and there's a point where 
just before she gets killed, there's a point where she she kind of thinks there's an intruder in the house, but it's obviously Chucky running around, scaring her. So I'm putting myself in her perspective, thinking, yeah, that's a scary moment when you, you know, if you're alone in the house and you think, oh, there's an intruder in the house, that's a skip for for an adult. That's a scary thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's probably one scary moment I could put towards the film, but I, I mean, I, I think couldn't find many. I think there are, uh, yeah, I, I'd I'd say there's maybe three mm. that spring to mind initially. Three sort of big horror moments. Mm. The the babysitter Maggie getting killed is yep. one. I did laugh when she died, though. I'm afraid. I mean, it is that it is good. <laughs> <laughs> she um, literally throws herself out the window. She does. <laughs> she does. And the the hammer makes such a satisfying yeah. noise as well. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing uh, with the, the hammer. Si- sorry, the one thing with the hammer. Um, he must. I if his soul got transferred into Chucky. His strength must have gone with it, right? Because now, then must have been the force to whack her in the head with that. I was thinking about this because it's it's not something I'd ever considered before. In fact, I think me and Vic actually had a bit of a discussion about it. Yeah. Um, because they kind it, it, they, they take a bit of artistic license with it. He, I think we we've got to assume that he has the strength of at least his human self yeah yeah at least his human self but he doesn't have the equivalent weight so because everybody at some point in a child in a chucky film will pick up chucky and hurl him across the room and andy so, can pick him up and i mean andy's <laughs> a little to go i mean we'll talk about this in a little yeah, bit yeah yeah but andy's a badass in this film for like the the, the kid protagonist he does not mess about he, he's, he's, he's not like shy and retiring and hiding behind the sofa he gets stuck in yeah um but yeah uh, so yeah i think i've always sort of assumed that he has the strength of a a grown man but he's just in a in a you know two foot three foot body or whatever it is but he obviously doesn't he he has the doll weight he doesn't actually have the mass of a grown man yeah it's a bit of a weird one but i think they do kind of i think that's flexible depending on Especially what as it's the uh, toy for. hammer. It's not a real hammer. It's the no, no. It's, it's the from hammer his, from the Chucky kit. The, the, his birthday the, present. And yeah. just, just as another thing that made me laugh yeah. about that scene, with the with, with, uh, so it obviously as uh, as you said, it's Andy's birthday, yeah. and there's the misleadingly large yeah. present <laughs> that when he unwraps is a cardboard box full of clothes. How bad is that? How much is his mum trolling in there? Because he's looking at it thinking, I've got me a good guy doll. I've got the present that I want. And and the idea Browsers. that... And it's, it is. It's a pair of jeans. And he's, he's distraught. <laughs> and she doesn't thought... realise that until he's opened it. She's yeah. in the point of view like, he's going to love this. He's going to go yeah. mental for these. <laughs> it's, and it's like, what possessed you to, to, to dress it up to make it yeah. look like something that it's clearly not? Yeah, he's um, clearly obsessed with um, what are they called? What, what's the doll? Good guys. Good guys. He's clearly so good obsessed. Guys. And he is. And this and the whole premise of um, Chucky and Child's Play. One of the uh, inspirations for it was the Cabbage Patch doll craze of the of the eighties, which I think is one of the first kind of big must-have toy crazes yeah, that occurred. So. Yeah. Um, so it was. 
uh, Don Mancini when he came up with the the original story. That was that was one of the big inspirations for it. Um, and in I think in the earlier drafts of the script, that was mm -hmm. going to be more of a more of a thing. But apparently, the the model that the obviously the look they got for Chucky. Um, was modelled on a, another series of dolls called... I think they were called the Buddy Dolls. Buddy Dolls. My Buddy. The My Buddy Dolls, which is a real toy line that Child's Play ruined, completely ruined, because they made the character look like the My oh, Buddy I, Doll line. I've seen um, these before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... <laughs> That's, and the, yep. the line never recovered, apparently, all because of this. Once that film came out, they should have been, well, that's it for us. Uh, let's uh, close up shop. Uh, we're I mean, done. Hopefully, hopefully they got some sort of rights from would, it. Yeah, I would have been like, uh, we can make a doll that looks just like this, like Chucky. Let us do the merch. <laughs> yeah. let, let us make the merch for this film. Oh, that's that's oh, that's so yeah. uncanny. Little bit, little bit savage. But go, but going back to what we were saying about it, the the horror elements. Yeah. So the first, yeah. the first horror element is the is the the killing of Maggie, the babysitter, mm. cocking it. Um, the second one is the battery scene. Um, yes, that's a when, great scene. It, which is probably my favorite scene in the film. But yeah, when when Karen, base it, it is Karen, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, she's not um, a Karen, but yeah. <laughs> uh, when she uh, basically finds out that her son isn't making it all up, and Chucky is is real, um, yeah. and the third moment is the end, where um, you know, spoilers, Chucky's set on fire and he's all melted and bits of him are popping out of air vents and things i mean that's yes. kind of real true horror territory but that's three scenes out of the rest of the movie which does does come across more like a like a police thriller really for sure um, for an hour and 40 i believe it's an hour and 45 minute film that's mm -hmm. it's not much no um, no it's not and that was something that surprised me going back mm. to it because in your head i mean there's only four deaths in the film there's only four murders in the film maggie um, the doctor uh the, his pole partner mm -hmm. who gets eviscerated in the house explosion um yeah and the voodoo priest yeah yeah so they're the only they're the only four um and I mean, they're all varied. They're all different, mm. but uh, yeah, telling me. but yeah, it's it's not a huge body count. And one of them, technically, you don't even really see the the gas explosions. A gas explosion, you don't, you never see uh, Eddie. Yeah. I think the character's called. See, you you've already touched on a f loads of points, which is awesome because it's. <laughs> I, I didn't have. I have a fair few notes. But the points you've touched on kind of expand my notes to even more in a way that sure. other things I've just remembered that like, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about that. Um, when you you mentioned about the battery scene, that, that is a great mm -hmm. scene because the whole time before that, why would you believe? It's a six-year-old kid. Why would you believe yeah. he's saying, look, he's talking to me. He told me to go here. He told me this. He told me that. 
but if your child is coming out with names that are already quite creative, I mean, it's the story name. Charles Lee Ray, a six-year-old kid coming up, he said Charles Lee Ray and the word bitch. And you'd even be like, where is where is Andy getting this from, really? Rather yeah. than blowing him off. Because he's six is really young. I, I think but I think of stuff like I mean it's written like that and it's a cartoon, but The Simpsons, right? Lisa mm. is eight and Bart is ten, but they they do things like adults or they they go into town by themselves. So they, there's a scene in this where Andy he goes to school and then leaves school with Chucky and he's on the train by himself. He then goes to the slums by himself where he goes to the house, which we talked about as well, where Charles Lee Ray's partner gets blown up, but he's six. He's a, he's a kid. He's a, yeah, he's a baby. Know, he's kid, a really. small child. He's a yeah, small child. Well. He's on the train by himself and not a single person is batting an eyelid. That there's a six year old on the train by himself <laughs> in Chicago. But, I mean, the batteries really would be the point where you're like, this is, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. This is really bizarre now. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's, a child's implicated in two murders at this point as well, which is, she does, um, Catherine Hicks, who plays Karen, does does frazzled really well because, yeah, yeah she does think like, oh, I better, maybe he is telling the truth. And it is, at face value, it's nuts that, of course, the doll's not alive. Why am I yeah, entertaining this? But if you if you sit on it for a minute and think, well, at this point now, her best friend's dead, which is you know one of one of the the first um, the first murder yeah. is her best friend Maggie at, that happened in her apartment while she was watching her son, and then the yeah. second one is some no good Nick Hoodlum on the other side of town, but her son is also implicated in that as well. He was at the scene of the crime. <laughs> it's just... And she's, she picks him up from the police station, and it's at that point that she goes and investigates uh, investigates Chucky. But, yeah. But that the, the way that that scene builds yeah. is, I think, really well done as well. Because we know, we know Chucky can move. We know Chucky's possessed, like, from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um... But obviously, it's watching the other characters find out. So, first of all, she picks up the box and the batteries fall out. And you go, ooh, look. And then she picks up the doll yeah. and checks the compartment. And there's no batteries in the compartment. At which point, Chucky's head swivels round and delivers the, is it, hi, I'm Chucky, want to play line? Yeah, yeah. In the, in the recorded style. And you think, ooh. And she drops oh. him, and she drops him, and he rolls under the sofa. Yeah. And, well, you, and, and it's and tense, forth, and, isn't it? And you think there's going to be a jump scare. She goes, she ducks down, and she looks, and you think, right, either she's going to look under the sofa, and Chucky's not going to be there, and then he's going to pop out with a knife or whatever, or he's going to like move as she reaches for him, mm. and it doesn't happen. And then she starts like threatening the doll. <laughs> like, yes. I'll make you talk. If you don't want to talk, I'll make you talk. And at that point, he like Charles Lee Ray like comes out. You bitch. <laughs> starts swearing and bite and bites her and escapes. If she'd have left it at that point, actually, they'd have been safe. Yeah. More or less. But, but then we we come back to that point <laughs> again when they're having their tussle. She is the one that's on her back on the floor with the with uh, Chucky on top of her mm. 
And he's, he's, I think he's like biting her neck or whatever. Yeah. She's, she's struggling trying to, so there's strength in the doll. Like, yeah, it's not mass. There's not, it's not weight, but there's strength. He's, he's, he's able mm. to hold her down. Yeah. Otherwise, like I've, I've always thought with it. Sorry. I've always thought with a doll. It's like, just kick it. Just throw it away. <laughs> you clearly can't. No, that, I mean, that's, like I say, I think there's a bit of artistic license there, just depending on mm. what the scene calls for as to, but then I also think if you sort of put yourself in the character's shoes, the, a child's doll has just come alive and called her a slut and as bitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you maybe would have been, it'd get the jump on you, I think. It's yeah. fair to say. That you, all right, you first... all right, fine. All right, I'll, fuck, <laughs> I'll back up with that. But, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's I, I, I was thinking about it earlier before we before we come on, and and it, it it did occur to me how it builds in those stages, and just sort of it just makes it into something a little bit extra than just the straightforward because it, it's the creature reveal essentially, isn't it? That scene. Yes. It's, it's the point where everybody, both the audience and the characters, or the main character in the main characters in the film, sort of learn the truth and but see. To Karen, because if you think it, it starts to with, Karen, starts with Andy, then mm. Maggie becomes aware for half a second before she jumps out a window in excitement. Mm. Then, um, obviously, Karen dis- discovers, and then it becomes the cop, and then eventually at the end it becomes this. Yeah. So it's, but then you've got to think, how big has this chain got to be for it to become a real life situation with everyone at like the best of police station news reporters because. Who is going to believe the doll is killing people? I mean, that's a fair point, but a lot, a lot happens in daylight, which yeah is unusual for a horror film. Um, particularly one of this. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking maybe some of the sequels mm. aren't aren't quite the same, but there is there's quite a lot of Chucky moving around in daylight. Um. But I suppose it's just like it's small and agile. Not, like, I mean, it's the eighties, so not everybody has a smartphone. For, for starters, if people aren't going to bat an eyelid at a six-year-old on the train on his own, why would they bat an eyelid at a doll walking around? True, true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you've got to—you do have to suspend your disbelief. Obviously. I guess as well. If, well, if you're there's there's the scene later on where Chucky's. Um, uh, after Andy in the hospital and it keeps cutting back to Chucky going up the stairs the other end of the building and from a distance he looks like a little kid mm-hmm. so he could get away in that sense as well just yeah, yeah. if he's hiding around the corner and then one person sees it oh it's just a little kid it's, it's okay so yeah. I mean I, th- I think there were some earlier drafts of the script that were going to have a little bit more of uh Chucky and Andy interaction where he'd sort of school him on what to say if anybody questions it and that and that sort of thing. Because um, there was, I think, there was some stuff with Andy's dad and Chucky con- like essentially playing the father figure to try and manipulate him. Andy's um, dad's was, never mentioned, right? No, uh, again, it was it's in one of the earlier drafts of the script. Um, yeah. It's revealed that he died in a car crash. I think uh, like a few months before the the film takes place, um, right. and it was going to be one of. I think there's there's photographs of him in the background, and none of this stuff was shot. Everything changed, but 
it was going to be something that Chucky was going to use to manipulate Andy a little bit more, sort of preying on the fact that he misses his his dad. Um, but yeah, there, like there were the several script changes. I like the fact that it, there was no dad in the way because I can just picture it now. You take the cop out of the question, say till third act, and it is dad, Karen, and Andy. And the dad is doing the quintessential, oh, Andy, you're just being silly. And then Karen's a bit, oh, I don't know. Let's just, maybe let's check this out. Let's check the box, the batteries. You know. And the dad, it completely keeps brushing it off. Classics, classic American 80s dad. And the dad dies. Chucky kills the dad. And then we get the cop coming in. And then we get the cop and Karen in the end surviving. I, I can see how they would have done it, but I quite like how they didn't. Yeah. It, that feels like a very tropey thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I'm glad they didn't put a dad in. No, I think um, what, what they ended up, there was quite a lot that was different um, in a, in earlier drafts. There, were, there was going to be a, a longer um, gap before it was revealed what Chucky was doing. Mm. So there'd be more, it'd lean more towards, oh, is it Andy that's actually doing this? They were going to drag that out for a little bit longer. Um, one of the earlier drafts was essentially going to be what we ended up with the Child's Play reboot. Where is that not not the Chucky show, the Child's Play, the film reboot, where the, the doll yeah. looks completely different, like it's, it's with awesome Mark, yeah, with Mark Hamill um, voicing yeah. Chucky. In the it, Chucky was almost like a protector of Andy, and everything, every murder he committed was an antagonist against Andy. So it'd be like a school bully and, you know, a, a bad babysitter and teachers mm. and things like that. I think that was originally one of the one of the ideas. But I'm glad that it changed. I mean, I saw that reboot and I'm glad that they changed the original. Um, I, could, I can't bring myself to watch that. It's, <laughs> you're, you're really not missing anything. No. Um, that, that film reminded me a lot more of Toys, the Robin Williams family oh, comedy. Oh, 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 because for the most part, which I really appreciate, is that they don't show you Chucky for a long... Like, they show you maybe a hand reaching over. They yeah, show you the yeah. shadow. I really appreciate they didn't mm-hmm. um, blow that load instantly, to say it in some sense. And it, but <laughs> sure. it, what if it was Andy... Because he's, he, he's so obsessed with um, Good Guy. He's, he wears the outfit. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's so yeah, obsessed. Yeah. But then he gets this doll finally, and it's it's... He hears voices from him, but there are no voices. Not possessed. He hears voices. Do this, like kill, yeah. Kill, we kill we this. never we never hear. Chucky doesn't speak yeah. anything until about forty minutes, forty five minutes. It's so the battery if, scene, basically. And Andy is the one all along. Let's say it could be mentally ill. Hearing hearing the voices from this doll, he kills Maggie. Mm-hmm. He, he, he the doll told him to go to this slum for some reason, and right at the end, it's him. Oh, it's just a doll. That would make for a lot better movie. And I love this movie, but mm. that would be a better... That would have been a fantastic twist. And they could have cleverly, you know, sort of done a flashback of this 
the scenes being subtly different with Andy's hand instead of a doll yeah. hand turning the gas on, that it would have been absolutely fantastic. But we wouldn't have had the franchise. We wouldn't have got the franchise out of it. But uh, think, for good or ill, because not everybody's a fan, I appreciate that. I but, think what um, I'm thinking of there is the end of Halloween 4, where, it, spoilers, uh, it ends up being Jamie um, basically being the new Michael, uh, Michael's niece. Uh, she's like the, the heroine throughout the whole film, and then suddenly at the end, she's standing there with the knife and the mask on, just like at the beginning of Halloween 1. Well, you, you're not. You're completely led to think she's completely innocent the whole film, and then suddenly, boom, she's evil. Yeah, and there's a similar there's a similar thing in yeah. Friday Five, isn't there as well? With, uh... Friday Five is the where Michael's uh, for, uh, Jason's not even in it. it. It's not Jason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a copycat. But there's also something with uh, Tommy Jarvis wearing the mask, and it's a long time oh, since God. I've seen it, so uh... I might be. I don't know if it's a dream. That was, the, good... that was the worst Tommy Tommy Jarvis as well. Um, yeah. He's in hospital and keeps seeing Jason and then at the end he has a mask on. Yeah, played by, the, played by the same actor from Nightmare on Elm Street 2 who in both films, he's just perpetually sweating and freaking out in both films. <laughs> typecast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, what a thing. What a thing to be typecast as. Where were we? Uh, we just talked. Who are we talking about Chucky? We, well, no, we've gone off on a tangent and got <laughs> talked about. Oh, um, well, we were talking about what if it turned out to be Andy and not, um, yeah. and not Chucky. Speaking, speaking of Andy, like I think you mentioned it earlier, I, I think he's he was a great he's a great little kid actor then. Um, yeah, Alex Vincent, and I I really appreciated his acting at one specific point. Well, they they kept the camera on him at this point, where he's in the hospital and he breaks down because no one will believe him that Chucky's coming, mm-hmm. and he he breaks down into tears, and it's it's actually quite it's you really feel it, for him. It's quite it, emotional. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he is a great actor, as you say, and yeah, that that scene in particular, you do. Yeah, you feel it. It's genuine. It comes across as being genuine. He's genuinely yeah. frustrated and upset. Um. He is, but yeah, and as but as I did say, he's he's such a badass. That's he what is. I like about him so much. He's he's straight in there swinging bats, and and yeah. as soon as it comes to like the moment where we take the fight back to Chucky, mm. he's straight in there. Yeah, quipping one liners like he's John McClane. He loves it. One thing I just realized I didn't check is that you know with with, with kid actors, but with teens and kid actors, they're normally portrayed by actors that are older than their characters are you know for it's something like a, a high school drama they're normally mid-20s early 20s so if he's six how old is alex i didn't check this out alex vincent now i wonder how he was, old he was he was six he was actually six then. he was six i'm just just looking my jump the gun a little bit just looking no go for it yeah his, at his imdb profile and it does well. He was born in eight. He was born April eighty one, but it says in his bio he first appeared as Andy Barkley when he was a six year old. Yeah, so, so you think of production times and the time mm-hmm. they really filled it. That that 
that's even more impressive. Yeah. For a six-year-old. Um, my nephew's turning seven next year, and I couldn't even imagine him trying to portray yeah. another <laughs> person, another character. Um, yeah, that's really, uh, really impressive. Um, and I mean, I got a few, a few other bits on the cast. Brad Dorf, Brad Dorf is just always nails the villain role, in my opinion. He, I mean, you've got from Chucky to Gemini Killer in The Exorcist 3. And also, oh, of right. course, see, I was, I've not looked and I was struggling to think of other things that I'd seen him in. Oh, generally, you must know the next one I'm about to say. Lord of the Rings? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. I know that one. <laughs> but that was it. It's like Chucky, Worm Tongue. Yeah. And I know that he's done more than that, but that's just my ignorance. Oh, well, um, it's the same here. Like, I, I don't know his whole um, his whole line of work, but those probably the three I do know. Uh, X is free. But even as Chucky, he's, he's, such, he's such a great speaker. Um, I mean, obvious as Chucky, he's done, what, seven movies? Yeah. And two series of a TV show. Um, Isn't his daughter in going to be in season two? I, I saw that in an article. Quite possibly because she's in Cult. Oh, is it Cult of Chucky or Curse of Chucky? She's in one of the movies, one of the, the later only, movies. The only modern one I ever saw was Bride of Chucky, and I believe that was on a sleepover with friends, and their parents rented it out for us. I. Yeah, uh, I, I I like because that's the comedy because that's that's where that's that's another thing I love about the franchise is is that it went horror comedy and then the later films it's gone back to its horror roots. Yeah. Um, and then I've not seen the series yet, but I believe that's doing quite well as uh, as well. Yeah, it's... Fiona Duriffi's daughter is in. She plays Charles Leray. Yeah, she plays Charles Leray in the Chucky TV series. Right. Uh, yeah, so I, they 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 basically made her up to be like Charles Leray, like her dad, in the nineteen oh, eighties. Wow. Yeah. Uh, if I can find an image, you, is it Dorf? Dorf. Always said Dorif, but I I can't say that I claim to know the exact pronunciation. Welcome to the podcast of ignorance, folks. Just, <laughs> yeah. just appreciate. I mean, at the minute, I think we're just reading off IMDb credits to each other. So, hey, because I was going like to say said... Chucky's been in WWE twice, according to this. Oh, I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can't find. But yeah, his daughter is in it. Um, just a very quick side note: we got our first negative comment on one of the YouTube videos the other day, and I loved oh really? It. I loved it. It was. Oh, I think I saw it. You see it, but oh. you, you don't. If you don't recognise uh, Smart, you shouldn't be talking about Evil Dead. I saw it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to stop myself from responding. To be honest, I was like, I "It's not your fight. That. Don't get involved." But I was. I was there. I was gonna. It's your fight now. Go. You're involved. I was gonna come back with something <laughs> snarky. I, I just replied to it saying, oh, no one's perfect. Still oh. love the series. And then someone defended me saying, there's probably things you're not aware of when it comes to the Evil Dead. That's what fan bases are for, to come together and share things and stuff about Evil True. Dead that you don't know about. And to be fair, 
I think it was T that was that was saying, oh, it's like a Walmart type of thing, exactly. which is is exactly what Smart is. It's what Smart is. All right, you didn't remember the name of it in the franchise, but it it is not wrong, because no. that's what it is. No. So yeah. So Yabu and sucks to whoever that guy was. Yes. Anyway, back Some. to the the, the <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only other person, I mean, the acting. For the most part in the film, I thought it was all. I didn't really feel like there was any bad performances. No, the 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 cop partner um, is mm. a little bit corny, like mm. cheesy eighties wisecracking partner. You know, he is a little me of, bit is a little bit corny. He reminded me of Ellis from Die Hard. Yes, One. Yeah. yes. And he oh, looked a I bit was like trying him to as well. Think. All the time I was watching it, I was like, he reminds me of somebody and I should make a note. And I could not bring it to mind. Yes, that's ex- nailed it. Hey, that's job. exactly who it was. Hey, job, boy. He's, he's got that level of sleaze. Such a yeah. sleaze bag. Yeah, 100%. You know he's kind of, because he's playing a cop, you know he's probably on the take. Or yeah. He's on know, the sniffing as well. Pinching the hookers' bums mm. as he brings them in. Oh, what a... Mm. What a sleazy douchebag. Yes. I mean, a really minor character to get fixated on, but yeah. but yeah, he did definitely have that sort of sleazy 80s vibe. And I like that um, at the end... But he's he, a good character. Yeah, and at the end, he gets... He finally understands what's going on. Mm-hmm. But it's, it annoyed me. Like that, the final scene... and we, Folks, we're jumping all over the part, but obviously with this, this podcast where every episode we talk about a film, it's going to be spoiler central... So apologies there, and hopefully you've seen it so you understand what we're talking about. But the final scene is great when Chucky is um, all burnt up to a crisp. And when, the, I can never remember his name, the main cop says, don't touch it. Davis. God, it annoyed me when, I'm going to call him Ellis, our douchebag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he touches he touches Chucky's doll, and he was clearly told, don't do it. And he yeah. touches him. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Norris. So Norris no- is the de- detective Norris. Well, the other and one's a bit of a Norris. Jack Santos. Is that the character? I think that was the character. Anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. He was. He was told not to do it, and he did it. He was told not to do Silly it. boy. Silly boy. Oh. The <laughs> but yeah, that final scene. The the effects were were better than I thought it'd be for for the, the burnt Chucky. Yeah, I mean, the puppetry is fantastic. Yeah. It's it a, is really, really good. good. And I think they had like a mock, mock-up of the apartment with the floors. Like there was just a network of tunnels under the floors so puppeteers could be anywhere in, in yeah. that set. Um, something about that, because the puppetry does look really good. Mm. But there's kind of of when it jumps to the body doubles the proportions never quite look right one scene in particular one scene in particular is when chucky is set on fire and he bursts free and he like jumps over the coffee table or whatever it is that's um that's i think they used um i think there were a couple of child actors that doubled set on fire (laughs) That doubled for Chucky. I mean, probably not a child actor yeah. <laughs> when they set on fire. <laughs> it I mean, was a short person. But the um, 
the pro- the proportions don't look quite right. You've really got to be looking for it. Yeah. And I think I was watching it with extra scrutiny because we were we going to be, be talking about it. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a couple of moments like that where there's an obvious, it's an obvious not a puppet and the, the proportions aren't quite the same, but they're not going to be because no, it's, you know, it's not at all. I appreciate, yeah, the, the animatronics were top top notch for what it was. And mm. I also appreciate that they didn't go down the route of stop motion because that could have looked a bit, I want to think things like, uh, oh God, I'm mind blanking now. Was the, the, the rat monkey uh, in brain dead oh. stop motion? There, yeah. There's some horror films where, where your little monster is stop motion. and it, it Some stop motion can look good, but sometimes it can look a bit jittery. And I feel like if Chucky was stop motion because it's a, it's a human doll, in a way, rather than a monster or creature, it mm-hmm. would look a bit... It wouldn't look it wouldn't look right. So I really appreciate they went all the way with full animatronics, especially with in the the, the facial yeah. differences, the the fingers moving. Even when he's burnt to a crisp, you can he's just dying and his fingers mm-hmm. are just moving a little bit before he really dies. And those little touches really, really help with it. Yeah, it does it does look really good. I mean the, and there's a there's obviously a marked difference between the sort of good Chucky undercut when he's being a doll compared yeah. to to when he it's a diff, completely different sculpt they're not just animating the same thing so i think there was there was like two or three different dolls that they use depending on just what was happening in the scene but it, it does always look <laughs> it does always look good um yeah the, and, and one talking of the special effects though there's one choice that repeated was the weird slow motion Every time Chucky got shot, they did like a slow motion effect, and he'd—I mean, he always flies about twenty feet when he gets shot. But I remember this now, did they? It happens. It happens at least twice, and I want to—I th- want to say it happened a couple more times, and that's oh. why it stuck with me so much. But the first yeah. time, I think the first time is when he's attacking um, Norris in the car, and the car crashes, and then. He, he shoots him then Chucky mm. says something like oh you can't hurt me and he shoots him and there's like it does this slow motion like Chucky flying 10 feet back and crashing and mm. then right at the end when he gets killed the same thing happens and I'm sure it happens it, essentially it's every time Chucky gets shot they do this weird slow motion effect which yeah, I, I don't know why it I seems like I just like an that. odd stylistic choice when uh, Karen is shooting uh, Chucky's limbs off, mm-hmm. she, she shoots like a leg and an arm off. I think it happens there as well. I think I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And also, we've obviously got the, uh, what I like to call the Ghostbusters uh, sky with clouds. It looks, yes. looks very much like at the end of Ghostbusters <laughs> <laughs> with the, uh, the the lightning storm and the... Uh, the neon lightning bolt shooting through the roof yeah. of the toy store and the apartment building. I mean, that, which, that's which that's all the time. Absolutely explodes that yeah. toy store. Yeah, it does. By the way, <laughs> what the fuck was so flammable or explosive in that toy well, store? Toys well, that, that they were giving to kids yeah. in the eighties. All those <laughs> My Little Ponies and cabbage well, patch dolls, with, <laughs> like filled with kerosene. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, plastic butane mm. Wait, that 
that toy store, I had a little note about toy stores and how we don't have them anymore, really. How back then, not going to yeah. toys. What's Jingle All the Way at Christmas? Okay, here's a tangent for you folks. What's Jingle All the Way? And it was all about getting a toy. That toy. The kids now, I don't really, I'm not really down with the kids. The kids nowadays want a toy, like a doll anymore. Like, it's more about figures and. I, 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 think, like figures. I think those things still I think those things still crop crop up. I think there's still a toy of the year. I'm just I don't just out of interest. I'm what gonna, was last year? What, well, let's find what out. Because Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore, really. I think there's a couple in America, but we've got Smith. Smith's is like the new sort of UK big toy shop. But even I don't know, back 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 in my day. It was look at the Argos catalogue and look at all the toys sections. And obviously mm-hmm. back here in the eighties, toys it was just big toy shops like this. There was a big kids... there was a big push for Buzz Lightyear when the first oh, toy store. The Buzz yeah. Lightyear was like the must have toy for a couple of years. Oh, it was yeah. Squishmallows last year, apparently. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 are, what are, what are enlighten us? What are squishmallows? <laughs> They are plush toys. Oh yeah. That they have a very sort of kawaii kind of look to them. I think they're generally animals. Okay. Um and but this was just, there's a picture of a strawberry one here. So yeah, they're kind of little and they're very soft. They are very like like marshmallows. They're very soft and squidgy. Well, My then. girlfriend has one, so I'm, I'm aware oh, of what they are. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Well, don't I feel out of touch? <laughs> um, I think I bought it for her, actually, before I realised what... It's uh, all coming back to you now. <laughs> yeah. There, there is, yeah, they're kind of like a Beanie Baby type thing, I think. But you mentioned about the, the Cabbage Patch Kids as well, and like the, the design of Chucky, which, again, is potentially a not rip but similar to that other the real life doll mm-hmm. dolls back then just really creepy looking or is it just creepy to us because it, it the proportions of it it big head little eyes little mouth i mean it, yeah no, I, I mean chucky it. chucky does have a look obviously it was modeled on this this other yeah line but the cabbage patch dolls aren't too far off no no, they are big heads with tiny eyes, I believe. Chubby cheeks and that whole sort of aesthetic. Yeah. But but I do wonder, is it are they creepy to us because of films like Child's Play? Or are they just creepy? I don't know. It's a good point. Yeah, because I, I think a lot of people reference... I think I think Child's Play has become a big reference thing where... I, I, I don't know, you... you could be rad. someone else at your, your, your grandparents' house, and they've got an old timey Annabelle sort of doll, you know, from the film Annabelle sort mm-hmm. of porcelain doll, whatever you call it. But the first thing people will go to is, it's like, oh, it's going to come alive like the doll Chucky. I, I think Chucky, because think... Chucky, it's a test of time thing, though, isn't it? Chucky's bigger in pop culture and has been around for yeah. longer than than Annabelle. Um, yeah, and marionette doll. Sorry, it just came to me. Mar- yeah. Marionette dolls. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and is and is probably although th- what other killer dolls are there? Because Annabelle's what? not actually a killer doll in the sense that Chucky is. I've never seen him. Neither have I. 
That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I don't think I will for a long time. No. Uh, well, the one Megan has just been just I believe it's just come out and it's it's doing really well. I'm interested to see it. Yeah. I am now after seeing this because my perception of the quote unquote killer doll has changed after watching this because of mm-hmm. some of the things we talked about how you know if he's got the strength okay it's quite scary he's little he could be perceived as a kid there are some aspects there that oh shit he can he can get around and he can do some damage it's not just yeah. kick the doll away so my perce- my perception has changed quite a lot and like I said I'm I'm quite interested in this Megan because I think yeah. it's more of a modern it's more of a modern take it's more about the AI inside it is the yeah and sort of a in, in, and like as I think does work like the Child's Play reboot in that it is sort of this programmable AI companion that takes protecting that their owner to the extreme which is the I might, oh, might be wrong yes. but that's the kind of vibe I got from from the Megan trailer yeah, that goes hand. I guess like it's exactly what you said about yeah the child's play. Whereas movie. Chucky um, is a serial killer that happens to inhabit a doll's body, so it's a slightly different thing. But, um, but there aren't any other killer dolls really in big. I mean, there are off the spot. I I really can't. I I do remember when I first ever saw that. I mean, there must be. When I when I first saw the Saw trailer, the first trailer for the first Saw film, and uh, it's Billy, mm. right, is the the doll. Mm-hmm. I I mean I was quite young, having maybe fifth, uh, fourteen, fifteen, mid teens. I thought it was about. I thought that doll was the killer. Same. I thought that's <laughs> what because that's how that. I think pretty sure that's how that trailer presented it. Yeah. As as Billy being a lot more of a character than perhaps he is. And I doll. thought it was going to be a living, yeah, another living doll kind of a situation. I, I generally can't think on the spot right now of another, like you said, killer doll. Actual, there will, there will be, there will, oh, of course, there will be, hundred percent. But he's the, but Chucky is the, 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 the gold standard, the, the one that everybody thinks of first. He's certainly the most iconic. Most iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look forward to the comments going, um, excuse me, actually, <laughs> I think you'll find there was this one in the 90s. Well, please enlighten us. Yes, I mean, please I think do. A, I think there's a Twilight Zone episode um, about a doll. And I'm sure, I'm sure, like I say, I'm sure there will be killer dolls elsewhere. But... There's a doll on the side of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but do enlighten not... us. It's not Chucky, but yeah, sure. If there are, you know, but yeah, I agree. There will be people get, screaming at their computers now. You two idiots don't know anything. We're talking a lot about <laughs> talking about Chucky. I got a couple more notes on Chucky itself, and I, I, I had to keep this in my notes because I thought it was quite funny. So I, I, I did my notes as I was watching it so on the phone. So I put a note. Speaking of soul trend, I'm going to read this word for word. Speaking of soul transferring, I think I'd act, I'd have actually like a bit of backstory behind how the fuck he could do it. I mean, come on. Next note. Oh, okay. We get this backstory. <laughs> the movie <laughs> priest. <laughs> okay, shut me up. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember the film. I hadn't seen it in forever. And yeah. I, from what I remember was there was no backstory, but there is a little, little bit of exposition um, 
in the middle with John. I think his name's John. I didn't get his last name, but he's yes, a affiliate of Charles Luray who taught him this um, soul transferring spell. I think he's credited as um, John Stroke Doctor Death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, the dude, the dude works in, with voodoo. Has yeah. a little voodoo doll of himself. Um, I mean, there is there's a bunch there's a bunch of deleted scenes which I don't think have ever been released anywhere. But there was supposed to be like a a scene showing him actually conducting a voodoo sem- uh, ritual and st- some stuff that would have expanded on it a little bit more. Um, I think I would have liked that. But I, I think I think the I think it changes in later films. Particularly Bride of Chucky, all of a sudden there's a magic amulet which never appears up until Of course there is. Bride of Chucky. So and where did this amulet come from? It yeah, did... they uh, they did sort of retcon stuff a little bit. Um The other thing added on with this this uh the, this curse or curse or soul transferring that Chucky finds out is that he can he can only he has to, he can transfer his soul to the first person he spoke to in the form of Charles Lorenzo, mm. which was Andy. And he gets he gets excited the fact I'm gonna be a six year old kid. This is <laughs> yeah. great. See ya, John. <laughs> <laughs> which kind of which helps the plot go uh, go along. Whereas right, this is now his new objective. He's gotta kill Andy to get back to how he was. Yeah. It it does. And again, I think that's something that disappears in later sequels, but we're not talking about the sequels, we're talking about the first film. Um, yeah, I mean, if that hadn't have suddenly been a factor, then mm. it, it, Andy and his mum are safe because Chucky's out doing his thing elsewhere. But yeah, that brings them back into the plot. Um, it's it's really quite an important bit. Because, yeah, actually, when you think about it, because yeah, well, yeah, Chucky would just go off. I guess killing, and he do not really do bank robberies. Didn't, didn't isn't he called? strangler or something he's the lakeshore strangler that's it um yeah and i mean i think he attempts to strangle the cop in the car but apart from that it's mostly guns and gas explosions and knives yeah there's not a lot of actually but i suppose he's got littler hands hasn't he when he's a doll it's hard (laughs) yeah well he can he can apparently wield a uh it's like a kitchen knife when he again when he's in the car trying to kill the cop it's trying to stab him through the back stab of the him. chair. Yeah, there's got there's far. He, he, I don't know why he's not swinging it over the top. Why does he suddenly decide he's gonna stab him through the chair? That scene did really annoy me though. That that is a scene that happens far too often in films. Where okay, it's a film. I know it's not real. We're talking about everything we've talked about. Obviously, it makes no. It doesn't matter. We're doing a horror podcast. It doesn't matter. Just put your foot on the brake. Why are you still driving? Yeah, there's no need for him to carry on driving. Yeah, I had the same, the same. I, I struggle. I must admit, I struggle to find criticisms because I do like the movie a lot, and you don't have many. The, there's not a lot to. There's not really a lot to criticize, but that was one. It was like, why are you still driving? It gives there's, an action scene, doesn't it? But it does give the thing. Yeah, and they get a nice little flip at the end of the car. So. And it, it just thinks of we've got some money to flip a car let's flip a car <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah only one flip though we can't we can't do too much because we might have to we might have to do the take again so yeah um, but um but yeah it's 
Yeah, it is. It is a silly. It is a silly scene. Yeah, I, I, but there's not many, like you said, about criticisms in the film. I, it's a solid. It's a solid film. Um, scary. That's that's up to your opinion. But my personal opinion, not. But as a film as a whole, it's got the solid acting. It leaves you in suspense. You don't like. You don't see Chucky for a long time. Like we said, it's it's not too gory. It's not gory. It's not a gory film. No, not 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 especially. I mean, Gory's kill is the Doctor, probably. The Doctor, maybe John, with the voodoo doll and the limb snapping, and then yeah, we we find I don't. Well, he stabs the doll, doesn't he? And he yeah suffers the wound. He never actually gets stabbed, but when we Mm. find him again, he's covered in blood. But yeah, it's not it's not as certainly. I mean, I keep I keep stewing in the talking the sequels in there. Oh, do do it's fine. There are there are far gorier kills in the sequels, um, particularly when you get to Bride, I think, and there's nail improv nail bombs going off in people's faces and I remember that semi trucks and stuff like that. There, there's a <sighs> lot more, and I think it's Cedar yeah. Chucky. Somebody gets melted in acid as well which is is very gory but um but they yeah they probably knew not, that they not, weren't getting cinema release they weren't getting theater releases so they thought i think it. they did i think they did did they yeah no yeah 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 oh, i'm sure they man. did brad brad chucky definitely did um because i remember seeing the trailers all over the i was in uh we had a family holiday to uh, to Florida, and it was filmed at Universal Studios. And yeah. it was I remember seeing the trailers all over the TV while we were in the states. So I'm pretty sure they've all had a cinema release. Obviously, the the first three I would have thought would have done, but I don't know. I, I if they did, I mean that's great for the franchise. All of those sort of franchises. I mean, this is what seven films on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will. Um, for the most part, won't survive a whole franchise going to the cinema. Something like no, Saw I mean, will. Maybe the later ones have only had short releases, but um, but I think that's kind of common for films generally. Anyway, now they don't have long runs in the cinema and yeah, um, streaming platforms and stuff. What was the budget for the first Child's Play film? I didn't get that. Here we go. We've got a budget of nine to thirteen million. That's quite a lot. That is quite a lot. And it probably went into the animatronics and all that, the mm-hmm. the, the effects. And it made forty-four million. So that's even quite. That's quite a lot profit. Okay, so it was really successful. I, I actually had no idea how successful that was. Nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah. I think it generally it is. What, you know, there's a big fan base for it, and it's well received, and a lot of people like it. I guess for um, the most part, as well, it, it's, it's successful because, like we said, how many killer doll films were before this, or how how fresh uh, yeah. of an idea was this? I mean, even even since Chucky's, I mean, you know, slashes. There's a lot of slashes out there, and okay there's a smaller number of them that have become as iconic as um you know jason michael mm. myers um but there are a lot of films that have some sort of mass maniac killing teenagers there's a lot of those films about 
There's yeah. not a lot of films about at all slashing people up. No, um, and the only one that kind of came to my mind just quickly was Puppet Master and Demonic yeah. Boys. Yeah, Puppet um, Master. And I think there's quite a few sequels for that as well. Yeah, I think there's like nine. I, I might be completely wrong here, but there's a lot. There's more than Child's Play. Yeah, and probably suffering quality, I think, as the series goes on. Um, Ooh, yeah. I think I've only seen a couple of those, and I don't think they're great. But you're right. I think in terms of actual killer dolls, it's Child's Play and Puppet Master. And that's probably a lot for well-known ones. Did you know, uh, something I didn't realise until I was doing some research for this, and I'm quite ashamed in myself for not knowing this, who the director of this film was? Um, Tom Holland. Yeah, who directed Fright Night. Mm, I, only, I had no idea he also did out. this as well. Oh, Sorry, oh, I've just, oh, oh, something's oh, just occurred oh, to oh, me, oh, but oh, by oh, all means oh, finish oh. what you were yeah. saying. Uh, the only other thing I was going to say about Tom Holland, a uh, great director, and he, I forgot, he was in Psycho 2, which is a fantastic sequel, folks. Go it watch is. Psycho 2. I was watching, I'll just to go off on another tangent, I was watching yeah, um, Ellie Roth's History of Horror, um, the first episode of the third series, which is about good sequels, and oh, talks yeah. at length about Psycho 2. And funnily enough, just to bring it back to what we're talking about, Brad Chucky as well. Um, we're both featured in that in that episode. That episode is with Tarantino, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, I've heard that because I've I've listened yeah. to that on the podcast. It's it's a great episode. Uh, wouldn't normally push up a podcast, but go listen to Eli Roth's History of Horror. It is brilliant. It's fantastic. Yeah. Other other people that mm. were apparently in the running to voice Chucky. Yep. John Lithgow. Now, I always thought this kind of ties in with Jennifer today. I always thought Stewie from Family Guy was voiced by John Lithgow. <laughs> when I first really? started when I first started watching Family Guy, I thought it was John Lithgow. Because John John Lithgow talks he can talk a bit 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 high and posh at times. Does in cliffhanger, really? I think. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, carry on. I'm talking crazy. Go. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I was, I was kind of shocked. I was like, John, I did not know this. And well, this is pulled off, you know, IMDb. So, yeah, take it with a bit grain of salt, folks. Yeah. John um, voice. But if he played it, played Chucky as Dick Solomon from Third Rock from the Sun. <laughs> now we're talking. Now that we're talking. That's a great show. Great show. <laughs> Another good pull. Um, also, apparently, Gary Oldman. I mean, was, the man's uh, got the man's got the most range out of Hollywood. So was was due to, was down to do it as well. I mean, I'd, like I say, I don't. I've not verified this from other sources, um, but very interesting if it's true. And would. I mean, well, just would change things hugely. I also found out today as well um, that John Lithgow was down to play the Joker in Tim Burton's, Tim Burton's Batman. Or he was offered the part, I think. Uh, oh, instead of Nicholson? Mm. You know, I'm trying to... 
I'm trying to envision. Well, now I'm trying to envision Lithgow as Joker. It's quite hard when all you can think of is Nicholson because you've got that yeah. image in your head. It's but Lithgow, Lithgow's voice as Chucky. It might have worked, but then you'd have to have done the real the, the um, real life scene like at the beginning. Um, you know, the, the 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 chase between uh, yeah his, Charles Ray and the cop into the toy store. Would that have worked with John Lithgow? I, I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to say not. Like he doesn't how he doesn't look like a strangler to me. <laughs> well, who <laughs> does? Who does? Yeah, but Brad Dourif like pulls he, off kind of. You saying Brad? You saying Brad Dourif looks like a strangler? He does in child's play <laughs> with his long straggly hair and his overcoat. He looks. He, he he does come across as being. He looks the part better, I think, than John Lithgow. But I can't. I've never seen John Lithgow play a part like, you know, anything really approaching a murderer. So, Well, have you seen Cliffhanger? I mean, there's Cliffhanger, yeah. I'm just looking at now. So that was 93. And, yeah, I I mean... I've not seen good. that film in such a long time. I've probably not seen it since 94. I'm going to send you a picture on Discord. All right. There's, there's our John Lithgow in Cliffhanger. I yeah. mean, it's like a dad. It is. I mean, he could just be on that radio asking for Dr. Mary Albright. <laughs> or <laughs> just, yeah. he's Dick Solomon to me. That's all he is. And, I mean, well, Farquaad from Shrek as well, I guess. But this is some, of, some of you may die, or some of you may, but I will live happily. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, I can't, I can't imagine him as or anybody else as the voice of Chucky. But that's because I've never experienced anybody else as the voice of Chucky, and it's it's difficult to mentally yeah. mentally wreck on these things, isn't it? It's it doesn't matter if it's an established character; you just can't imagine anybody else but that person playing it. And it works. In- works that's another just positive of brad dorf because mm. yeah we say oh he looks like a strangler but the guy's got the guy's got such a I great mean, all face. due respect if he's listening i'm sure he's, i'm sure i'm sure he is i'm sure i'm sure that's his burner account on the evil dead video yeah uh, with that comment in all due respect dude has a great face that could mm-hmm. play it plays a good that plays a that could play a villain well which he does he doesn't have to be doesn't have to show his face for much in this film he has to do his, uh, his acting vocally. And he does that really well in the evil way. So he's got the face and the vocal. He's, got, he's a double hitter here. Yeah, I mean, he recorded his voice lines first and they match the animatronics to his delivery um, is the way that they did it, which makes I them I thought they were quite good. I thought the, yeah. uh, the lip syncing was quite good on the doll. So I suppose to a... To a certain degree, it's, mm. I mean, it's like almost like motion capture, but obviously several steps removed. But yeah. um, they've presumably seen footage of him giving the vocal performance and matched the the puppet, matched the doll to, to him. So um, for all intents and purposes, it, it, it is him playing the... Playing the I feel role. like he must, he must, 
have uh, not a passion, but he must be into this character and really enjoy it because I always said about how franchise the franchise goes on and on and on. Sometimes the films go to video on demand and they just they get worse and worse. And he has stayed true to this really. So he must he must enjoy this character. He must like it enough to just keep coming back and back and back. I guess I mean it's probably a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. Like just, I just so. straight up, I imagine it's a lot of fun to play it. Um because he gets to just be nasty and but kind of funny as well, like I say, the the it, there's a little bit of like the Freddy Krueger vibe to Chucky. Mm. where before he gets too silly, there's that sort of nice um, what's the like word? Balance with his, between... Playing like, with food. You know, yeah, scary, scary and and, uh, and funny. Yeah. And quips, you know, quips and one-liners and things like that. Um, so I imagine it is quite fun to play. And a well-loved character and... Really is. It really is. I mean, what I want? Do we know what the kill count is from Chucky? Because the high, the highest kill counts, I believe, are probably Michael and Jason. And yeah. When we were talking, I think we were talking about slashers a while back. And oh yeah, because I, I got a new shirt for Christmas. Uh, the new the new shirt had it was the Mystery Machine from Scooby Doo with all the classic slashers riding in it, and Chucky was in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it, going, yeah, for the most part, they're all high kill count slashers, but then. Pinhead. Pinhead isn't really a slasher. Pinhead doesn't really kill people. He's just an iconic uh, figure from the time, the same sort of time yeah. period. But Chucky as well, we, we four kills. It's not that much. Four kills in the first film, mm. but as uh, from a Screen Rant article uh, mm. last August, 67 people total. Um... Wow, so they got that got ramped up. So that's up there. That's up there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's really high, actually. For the higher than I thought it would be. Uh, seven. You say seven films, sixty-seven. That should nearly be if you did an average, nearly ten kills a film. So if you take only four in the first, that means that's potentially a group gets wiped out in at least one film. We'll call it a group more than say three people. Cause mm-hmm. that's more, that's more than 10 kills a film or a, a significant amount in one film and then a couple in another, but that that's a lot yeah. higher than I thought it would be. Yeah. It, yeah, it is. Especially like I say, given that it's only four in, uh, in the first one, which I thought was, um, which was a lot lower than I, I remembered in my head. There was, you know, twice that many kills, but yeah, yeah no, only only four. Yeah, at one point I genuinely thought we were going to get a homage, a homage, sorry, to Halloween. There's, there's one particular scene in the apartment, and Andy is he's hiding. He hides in a cupboard, but the cupboard has slatted doors. Oh yeah, yeah. And the the shot is the same angle as when Laurie is she's sat on the floor doors she's looking up at the doors mm-hmm. and again i don't remember this film but i was kind of just hoping chucky to bash through the the <laughs> the uh the slats and then andy pick up a coat hanger untwist Ball it hanger. And stick him in the eye 
I mean, he could have done. Obviously, he'd have bashed through at a much lower, yeah. lower <laughs> level. Yeah, it would have looked a bit goofy if he was about five foot up. It's like someone in, holding the doll. In fact, that was... the height, His height was one of the features of a trailer for Bride of Chucky um, that I saw when I was, like I say, when I was in the mm. States. And it, it was sort of a height marking on a door like you did, like you do when you were a kid. Oh, yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. Your dad marks it off. So it was like Jason at six foot seven or whatever, and then Freddy Krueger at something, something. And then it got the camera like really goes down, down, That's down to the great. bottom. And it's Chucky three foot, whatever. And then the arm with the knife comes through the door. Um, That's cool. It was a cool ad. I'm going to see if I can find it later because say only saw it the once like 20 summit years ago so um... who's taller leprechaun or chucky <laughs> <laughs> hmm. warwick davis or chucky <laughs> probably chucky i'm gonna say chucky yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, you, um... I'm gonna i'm gonna say chucky but i'm also gonna find out <laughs> I hadn't really got much more, really. I think we, we've pretty much gone for a lot of what I've I've personally noted there. Yeah, same, same. I mean, shout out to the, the breakfast in bed that Andy makes at the beginning. Yes, that's my <laughs> that's what I was just about to bring up. I wrote that that is the scariest part of the film. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? The cricket ball sized oh. spoon of ladle worth of butter. <laughs> oh. And then as yeah. he's taking it, the um the milk and kilos of sugar that he scooped into the bowl is sloshing around in it's, the tray. Yeah. Like, to say, to, to go back Bless to what him. we said about him being a switched on, like, capable kid, yeah. he's got no <laughs> yeah. fucking idea how to make a breakfast. Thank God he <laughs> doesn't have to use skills, the Kitchen skills have a few years of development to come. <laughs> Bless him, though. I mean, the, the Karen, she takes it, you know, I'll, I'll eat it later. Yeah, you know she does. She does it well, but oof. No. I, at first, I thought it was ice cream, and then, no, that's that has to be yeah. has to be just dirty lard, just dollop. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the scariest part of that film was yeah, right. Scariest part of this film is the breakfast Andy makes. <laughs> yeah, the, the cholesterol potential. Oh. God. Yeah, there is is like a heart attack. Um, I the only other things I've really got, um, oh, really side note, but with Maggie's death, um, when Karen arrives at the the, the flat and she, she all she wants is Andy first to make sure Andy's fine, and then it's where the fuck's Maggie? She's she's quite distraught. Police the officers trying to calm her down, and she's just, can you guys just leave? Can you guys just go? Would would the police officers really just be okay, guys? Let's wrap it up. Let's go. At a crime scene. Or would uh, they... They surely have protocol, right? I mean, would, prob I mean, probably not. Probably not. I guess on the one hand, you could argue that they're kind of at the end of the investigation anyway. But she is... But by the same token, she is just arriving at an active crime scene that's also a house. Yeah. So, yeah, you'd... It, I don't know. It's a difficult, difficult one to call. I suppose the... I suppose Detective... Morris or Norris, whatever his name is. I suppose Morris. he hangs hangs out a little bit longer. 
And I mean, by me saying that, obviously, yeah, it's a film again, and everything we're questioning. It, this film doesn't have to be so realistic because it's about a fucking killer doll, okay? But there's a there's always a few things like that that I'm I'm like, could you just try and make situations like that a little bit more realistic, like with the police, just. Mm. ground it in reality just a little bit more rather than all right guys let's go the woman the woman's being hysterical let's leave her alone come on i guess i guess a lot of it's pacing they kind of just want to get on with the story yeah. but it's difficult to say just uh on a side note warwick davis yeah, yeah. is taller than chucky by five inches damn it <laughs> <laughs> three foot six versus three foot one um so yeah the leprechaun it, it must be the hat just uh just top sight there it's full of his gold and his lucky charms <laughs> <laughs> um oh, the last things i had uh yeah oh, there's another thing that I, I, again another grounded in reality i guess uh note if you don't if you really don't believe your kid and the, the kid is going is persistent with the doll was talking to me. The doll didn't. The doll didn't. The doll told me to do this. And I feel like a parent would start to get frustrated with their kid. Sort of like if a kid was going, why? 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 Mm. Would the parent not just take the doll away from the kid to sort of teach the kid a lesson? Like, oh, you're punished. I'm taking the doll away for an hour or two. Now you're going to you're gonna sit and have time out. You'd, the you'd think so. Once. And then... That's something that certainly happens in the sequels. I think, in, in like up near enough all the sequels, as soon as somebody starts blaming Chucky, Chucky gets like locked in a cupboard or thrown in the cellar or taken out of the equation, only for him to obviously escape and return. Obviously, um, but that's the right thing to do, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, Karen's a hardworking single mum. She's she's doing her best. I guess you've just got to cut her a little bit of slack. But uh, I don't know. It's Not cutting her any slack, anyway. buying him those trousers at the beginning. <laughs> and he made a breakfast in bed as well. Exactly. <laughs> he does all that work. And she's like, trousers? Yeah? That's what you wanted, wasn't it? Yeah. Packaged yeah. like Amazon. Years before Amazon was a thing. Yeah. Huge, <laughs> colossal box. And he's there, like, with all these signs saying, I want a doll. I want, I love good guys. And she, oblivious to it. I was like, oh, he wants yeah. trousers, I think. I think he wants trousers. He keeps telling me he wants trousers. There is there is one thing in that scene, actually, that I thought was, again, nitpicking. But Go on. No, go on. He, uh, it's just, just as he's making the breakfast, or just before he makes the breakfast, there is a, an episode of the Good Guys cartoon. It's terrifying. And he goes... Oh, I've seen this one already. Now, I was like, at that age, I used to watch rerun of every, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort of my parents used to go mad that we were watching the same. I've seen this one. Even I've seen this one. <laughs> so you must have seen this one. Yeah. It why, doesn't why matter that you you'd seen it before. Twice. You used to watch the same thing all the time. But still, everyone watches rerun. Everyone. And still, yeah. If you enjoy something, you'll watch it again <laughs> again and again. And especially as a kid, the kid, the kid attention span, they'll probably want to watch stuff over again. Yeah. How many uh, so I, mean, I thought that was unrealistic. It's like, yeah. there's no way, there's no way your favorite cartoons on at a six, as six year old, and you're bothered that it's one you've never seen, you've that you've seen before. 
Like, yeah, he's happening. a mega fan. Why would yeah. he, he? He'd want to watch any episode multiple times, surely. But on the subject of the good guys' whole sort of phenomenon, mm. how weird was it? I mean, we only see a, a snippet of it anyway. Really weird. But it's supposed to be this sort of like almost Care Bears esque, like friends till the end. And uh, but then they've got guns and swords and <laughs> like the the imprints of these weapons. On, the, on the, their what shoe. Does he, what does he call them? Their their good guys weapons sleeper socks or something like the sneaker <laughs> socks or something they're called. And they've literally just got like there's a Mac ten on and a a machete like imprinted on the bottom. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's when the officer he's he's um because he's he checked the shoe print in the in the flower. And there's, there's a, a hammer, there's a saw, and there's a gun. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what is this? Even for the 80s, that's like a bit much for yeah. a kid's cartoon to just be like packing heat like that. That's that's uh, that's America for you. I'm going to put that on America <laughs> as a whole, that one. Um, oh, the last, the, I've got one last note, and this is oh, back yeah. to, this is this kind of works well. This is back to the final scene. The final scene's great. Um, the, the fight around the apartment. Uh, I think uh, Karen and Andy get trapped in the bathroom and Chucky is outside burnt to a crisp, stabbing the door, trying to get to them. But before mm. before he gets there, when he gets burnt, I'm not pyrotechnic. I'm not really in the know of how fire properly works. <laughs> he gets burnt in the fireplace. And then, like you said, he's, he's him or a child actor or a short person is climbing over the couch, still on fire. Nothing else catches on fire. No. How did the fire work? <laughs> Especially as you know full well that that carpet and furniture is yeah. like eight ninety percent polyester. It's, it's, yeah. it's just waiting to go up. Yeah, I don't know. Not don't a know. single thing catches fire, and especially when he then collapses, he's laying there. So it's it's not even a moving object. It's a stationary object on the carpet on fire, and it doesn't spread. Yeah, no. It's, Who knows? It's it's, it's a Christmas miracle. Is there a Christmas theme? Is there a Christmas theme in any no. of the Chucky films? No, no. Oh, okay. no, no. It's his birthday, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. Like, do you remember Child's Play two, at all? Uh, yes. It's a while since I've watched it, but I can vaguely remember the broad strokes of the plot. I've never seen it, but I've never seen. I again, I only ever saw Child's Play this years and years ago, and then Bride of Chucky, uh, sleepover. I never saw the others. How the hell, and I'm happy to be spoiled by this, how the hell does he come back? Well, oh, um, oh, he is, it, so the second one opens up with um, executives at the good guy toy factory, basically mm -hmm. talking about how there'd been this court case because one of their dolls went rogue and, you know, the, the, the programming went haywire. Yeah. Or or Andy's mental. I can't. They they kind of blaming both. But essentially, they come back into possession of the Chucky doll yeah. because they're testing to see what went wrong. Um, and it gets melted down and put back through the machine and recycled into a new doll. They're trying to relaunch the Good Guy doll brand by so so dumb <laughs> recycling. So dumb. So essentially, uh, so essentially, that's why. So the first one off the factory line is 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 Chucky recycled, basically. The 
sense. But we were told if he was shot in the heart, he'd die. Yeah, but and, he's also and... incorporated into the plastic. Apparently, oh. I, don't I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a stretch, but that's that's how it happens. And that's just the first sequel. We've then got how does he come back in Charles Play Three? Because uh, I don't know. Do any of the do any of the films end where he doesn't die? Do we know? Um, the... I'm just trying to think what happens at the end of three. Because it's gonna be I hard. I can't remember how he. I can't remember how he comes back in three. It's gonna be no. hard in a franchise like that to always try to bring back your killer. Like it's, yeah. Jason, they. I mean, he after part uh, six, he you can do anything because he's a mm-hmm. fucking monster. Um, Michael was a tough one because he gets shot. I mean, he is evil incarnate. He gets shot five times at the end of one. He gets sh- blasted at the beginning of four, uh, five, I think. Like, Chucky is a doll. I, how it's, do you span that? With a there's, there's the weird, there's the weird, like, recycling, melting him down and recasting him in the second one. I can't remember how he comes back in the third, mm. but after that, it's essentially voodoo. He's just reanimated by voodoo every time somebody, one way or another. Well, we have voodoo in this film, so it's not yeah. too far. I mean, that, they, they, they do yeah. keep that they do keep that theme broadly as the series goes on. Yeah, that's fair enough. You, you, if you introduce it, at least in this film, mm. rather than shoehorning it into a sequel saying well, he's been brought back by voodoo where did that come from okay we've already established there's voodoo in the first film we can use it again yeah um yeah uh do you have any other any other points you want to no make? i think i think that about covers everything i did have one note that just says voodoo <laughs> <laughs> yep take that one off yeah <laughs> but uh i think yeah, no, I think we've pretty much covered everything. We've, a... we've, yeah. I think we've done really well. I think we've gone into the, the guts of it. and uh, Yeah. Nice. Good pick. Good pick, sir, for your debut episode. Yeah. Well, I might jump on and watch the sequels over the next couple of weeks just to just to that, give them another airing. The, doing, Good stuff. Doing this podcast has really made me I, I haven't got around to doing it but I think oh, there's so many now sequels I want to see uh, I've only seen like for instance we we were going to do Hellraiser the original one after we did the reboot mm-hmm. uh, we never got around to it uh, but then I thought oh god there's so many of the sequels I wanted to see I've seen 1, 2, 3 and Inferno but I never saw the one in space I never saw the awful yeah. reboot without uh, Doug Bradley I've there's never so seen many... any of those ones and now with this, I want to I want to go and try and see all the Child's Play uh, uh, sequels as well. So doing this, yeah, it's really it's pumping up the horror passion, which is great. Some and, good, uh, there's some good moments. One thing I like about Child's Play, uh, particularly uh, the kills, very invent. This it's got that kind of Friday the Thirteenth sort of every kill has to be different vibe to it. Mm. So there's some fun inventive ones. Oh uh, yeah, speaking of the kills, actually, that was one thing. One last thing I wanted to mention the. Uh, the the kill of the doctor, the the psychiatrist doctor that mm-hmm. he's looking after, Andy. That's probably the most creative one because yep. the doctor is trying to uh, restrain Andy. He's just about to inject like a anesthetic or whatever, a numbing uh, mm-hmm. medicine into him, some sort of sedative. 
Sedative, that's the numbing medicine. Sedative, I'm very tired now. Numbing medicine. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same same thing. Um, (laughs) And Chucky, he, I think he he slashes his Achilles or the back of his leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as he falls, he puts on this, uh, I don't know what it is, contraption that goes round your head and then fries it. It's like electrodes. Like a shock therapy sort of piece of equipment or something like that, I think it's supposed to be. And it fries him big time. Uh, The camera keeps cutting back from Andy to the doctor. And every time we cut back to the doctor, he's a a little bit more roasted. Uh, Blood dripping from his eyes and his mouth. And it just gets worse and worse every time the camera keeps panning back. That was a really cool kill. So if you're saying they get as creative as that one, yeah, there's, then there's, I'm, I'm down. There's some good, there's some good creative kills. And um, is it just on a, a, as a side, a little interesting note? Oh yeah. Seed of Chucky has one of the uh, former S Club Seven members in there. Hannah Spirit is in randomly in that one. <laughs> I think she gets set on fire and you, thrown over a balcony. You have my attention, son. <laughs> It's worth it's worth watching just for that. I was more of a Rachel man, but Hannah, I can I can uh, I can I can go watch that film now. I think she plays the PA of Jennifer Tilly, who's in it playing herself. I think I do love Jennifer Tilly. She's mm. fantastic. She is a lot of fun, and obviously huge fan of the franchise being clearly part of herself. Speaking of a lot of fun, this has been great fun. And it's I am a blast. thoroughly glad you uh, came on to do this and picked a great film. And uh, yeah, I've had a great time. So yeah, thank you for uh, thank you for co-hosting. Um, Pleasure's all man. Thank you for having me. I'm sure one of many. I'm very Not sure so. one of many. I have plans for you. I have plans for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I have plans for you. Yeah, I um, to it. But yes, again, folks, this is, if you've made it this far, thank you for that, for making it this far on the episode. This is Aiden. You can find him at Aiden Half Troll on Twitter. It is beneath his uh, window there. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, because I'm kind of inactive at the minute. I'm hoping to do. I'm hoping to get back to doing some streaming on Twitch. I do have a Twitch channel. Um, <laughs> I've been saying that for months. <laughs> I know. I know. Time, time, and busy, and I've got. But I, yeah, I do. I am looking to get back and do a little bit of, little bit of streaming. So, watch this space, I guess. Um, it's Aiden Half Troll on Twitch. So talking. go, just go follow him on there anyway. So yeah, I'm Aiden Half Troll anyway. on everything. I'm on. Yeah, it's easy enough. Um, okay, well, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, Podbean, YouTube. Yep, that was all of them. All by searching the Dreadcast. And you can find us on Instagram at the underscore Dreadcast. I have to get that right. <laughs> and I believe the TikTok, I don't know what he is doing with the TikTok, but you can go there if you want. I'm not really sure what's going on with it, but follow it anyway. And I believe that is where we are everywhere. Um, next time. You're you, you're joining us again next week, aren't you? I assume. I assume. I, yes. I think Beautiful. Because so. we're going to be, we will be doing a nice little POV film, and just a nice little one, a really nice little POV film uh, from 1980. Uh, sadly, the director passed away a couple of weeks back. Uh, the film being in question, The Cannibal Holocaust, a lovely film for the family. Oh. Um, 
so we'll be discussing all the uh, all the fun and uh, uh, just of that yeah. film. Just uh, yeah, it's not. It's a very unpleasant film if you've never seen it, folks. But it's a very iconic film. It's a very important film uh, for the genre. So yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, go check out the YouTube. Oh, on the YouTube channel of the Dreadcast, there is a Evil Dead Rise trailer breakdown, and there will be another trailer breakdown coming oh, soon. So exactly go check that. that out, which myself and Aiden just did before the recording. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's everything. I think that's it. So, yeah, once again, thank you, Aiden. Nice. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, it, say, um, say we'll see. Say, uh, oh, say, um, and until next time. And until next time, stay spooky. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what T normally does.